I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. This is the Straight Up Breakdown Podcast. Exclusively on the Herd App Media Network. Oh, yeah. Tell it to me straight up. Hello, and welcome into the Straight Up Breakdown Podcast, proudly part of the Hale Varsity Network. I am Greg Smith. You're, my mind is in a million places today because it's camp season, baby. It, it's fully here. Uh, we have a huge official visitor weekend coming up that's kicking off a huge official visitor month uh, for Nebraska. I think the Huskers will end up having 13 official visitor week official visitors uh, for the June 3rd weekend. Um, so I am busy. I, I am very busy. Uh, today I am joined by staff. Staff writer for Hill Varsity, Steve Mark. Welcome back to the show, Steve. How are you, man? Oh, Greg, thanks for having me on. I'm I'm doing great. I'm excited like you are for this weekend. It's a it's a big one. It will definitely be one that kind of shapes the 2023 recruiting class uh, for Nebraska. Like, I think that, that, you know, people say stuff like that and it seems overstated. This time it is not um, with with the amount of um important visitors that will come through campus this month like there are a lot of guys that if, if they said today that hey scott frost i'll be in uh they would happily take those <laughs> commitments and when you have that many guys like that in that category uh it, it's really important it's going to be fascinating to see how this unfolds and i feel like when we get to december we'll be talking about this month and this weekend in particular as having a big say in the shape of that class so that'll really be interesting yeah, yeah, and uh, just looking at the names that are coming in, it's got to make you think, like, think about these new hires that um, Frost has made, right, in this mm -hmm. offseason with his assistant coaches, plus a lot of new faces in the recruiting department, too. Yep. It really uh, seems, at least on paper right now, that things are kind of paying off right now. Now, there aren't a lot of commits right now with that group, but um, just what are your thoughts on, I guess, the hires that, that Scott has made at, in his assistant coaching um, ranks and also in their recruiting department. Yeah, I thought that they've been they've uh, been mostly, if not all, good. Um, mm -hmm. I think that the assistant coaches, and it, it's funny, and this is kind of evolving as we go along, and that's probably good in some of these cases. We knew that going into it that Mickey Joseph, Bill Bush would be ace recruiters. It's what they do. It's what they are. They've always been that way, right? And so to mm -hmm. expect anything different at Nebraska would be weird. Um, and so they, they're doing that. And, you, and that's reflected in both a couple of weeks ago with Bill Bush as he kind of had his time time to shine um, with three big time official visitors that that weekend in May. And then this week, um, Bill Bush or Bill Bush, excuse me, Mickey Joseph um, with some big time receivers coming through town, um, kind of led by Malachi Coleman and Marion Miller, uh, both in town and a couple of others, Joshua Manning um, and then Barry Jackson Jr. Those are the four. Um, you can see that Mickey Joseph is putting in work. 
But the thing that we did not know is what's the impact going to be of Brian Applewhite and Donovan Rayola? Applewhite was more so just because people around here weren't as familiar with him because he spent so much time in Texas. But back-to-back recruiting weekends, back-to-back running backs come into town. Donovan Rayola, big-time offensive lineman coming in. You've got a high four-star guy that's committed to Georgia, Bo Hughley coming in, Amir Herring, who is a really good interior line prospect from Michigan coming in, Brock Knudsen um, is also coming in out of Scott's Bluff, and Nebraska is going to try and shut that recruitment down before he can go out to Iowa State um, and take that official visit. And then you have a guy in Gunnagatula who can do some peer recruiting, and he told me that he's excited to do that. So that's going to be – it's going to be really interesting to kind of see how that all takes shape and kind of what we – kind of thought about those assistant coaches and their recruiting prowess versus what ends up happening um, coming through this month. Cause we'll know, like we're, we're going to know a good chunk of how people feel about them based on the, the number of kids that are coming through campus. Yeah. And another thing I wanted to get your opinion on is Vince Ginta and, and the kind of work that he's doing behind the curtain. Um, but yeah, it just seems like coming over from Baylor, he obviously knows what he's doing. He's, he looks like a true pro. Um, it, that's that's another hire that uh, seems to be paying off. Yeah, it absolutely is. I think that the best way to describe what he does, and he's the senior director of, of recruiting and player personnel, I believe is his official title title. Um, is he his job is to organize everything and keep everyone, keep everything moving, right? Is that that's really his role. But he also has had, like you said, some big time experience with programs that have done really good work on the recruiting trail, especially during his time in Baylor, even going back uh, all the way to his first stint at Nebraska when he was here kind of under the Callahan um, regime. Um, that was their number one thing that they were known for uh, was their ability to get after it on the recruiting trail, right? You saw all of the talent that Bo Pelini had the, in the beginning. <laughs> Sorry, the Bo believers don't come after me. Um, <laughs> that was from the Callahan era. Boy, I just stepped in it right there. I almost, I tried to swerve away from that, but I, I, it didn't work quite as cleanly um, <laughs> as I wanted it to be. Uh, but Vince has a lot of a lot of experience, and he's been very good for that department um, and has made a handful of hi- hires as well to kind of bring Nebraska's recruiting staff and beef it up and bring it to kind of what modern standards are uh, for big time programs. So that'll definitely be something to watch as well. Um, The impact of a beefed up recruiting staff and what that also has um, on the team and the shaping of that 2023 class. Now we're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. 
we we were not actually here to talk about recruiting, though it is a huge recruiting weekend, and I could talk about that all day. Um, we are here to talk about the yearbook, the 2022 Nebraska football yearbook from Hale Varsity um, is here. It's coming. Um, you have until June 6th, and you can use the code uh, yearbook if, if you want to to be able to get a discount, 30% off of your yearly subscription, or you can use the coupon code straight up um, to also get a, um, a discount on your subscription as well as you can get in before June 6th, next Monday, uh, depending on when you're listening to this, you will be able to subscribe, get the yearbook in your mailbox. You will definitely want to be able to get that in your mailbox in time. And we're going to tell you why today. Um, Steve, your uh, story is about Quentin Newsom. And, and I'm very fascinated to know like what this is your first yearbook experience. So first, I guess, two part question for you. I'm going to do like I, I do recruits, two part interview, two part question <laughs> for you. One, what drew you to Quentin Newsom? But before that, what was it like for your first yearbook experience? This is your first go around for this. Scary. <laughs> I, I, uh, I don't know. I, I, I didn't know a whole bunch about uh, the yearbook before, mm-hmm. you know, like we had our meetings about it and, and kind of starting preparations for what everybody was writing. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, just something new for me. And whenever something I'm doing is new, I'm, I get a little scared sometimes just because I, I don't know. I want everything to be <clears throat> perfect and and good and and, and kind of just up to par with what everybody else, what what you guys are, who have been doing this for years, are doing. So yeah, there was a little uh, a, a scared kind of aspect to this whole thing. But once I got once I got going, I, I felt felt good about things. And once I started talking with people and and writing it, and uh, yeah, so it was it was a fun process once I got started. But before that, boy, I was like sweating bullets. I'm like, okay, is this going to be good enough? Is this going to be like better? Like, no, is it going to be as good as what everybody else is doing? Because everybody else are like terrific writers and stuff. But um, yeah, so yeah, it was it was fun. It was good. I'm I'm really excited to read everybody else's stuff. And I think a lot of people put you know, a lot of hard work into it, you know, Brandon, Aaron, you know, our, our two bosses um, have been going really hard with it. And just, I'm, I'm really excited to see the finished product and kind of hold it and see what everybody kind of worked on. But uh, yeah, with Quentin Newsom, I've always kind of been interested in him. Um, I like big corners. I mean, you know that I've, I've yeah. talked with you about this uh, for a while, corners with length, DBs with length. I just like, I'm, I'm drawn to him just because, you know, it's it's kind of like the ultimate football player. I think if if you're if you're good enough to be out on an island and you're as big as the guy you're guarding, that's just so cool to me. That's mm-hmm. very cool. And with Quentin Newsom, six foot one, uh, 195, 180 pounds, I you know he he stepped into his first um, starting role last year opposite Cam Taylor Britt um, at corner, and you know opposing offenses went right at him. They tested him. And, you know, just from me watching and rewatching the games and watching him specifically, I thought that kid held up really, really well. And talking with Travis Fisher, his DB's coach, you know, he basically said that, yeah, he's holding up pretty good. The tackling needs to be better, but that's for everybody on the defense. That's just football in general. Um, So what I wanted to really write about was could Quentin Newsom become the next Travis Fisher DB to potentially be drafted. And I think that Quentin Newsom has a absolutely a great shot at that. Um, but you know, there's a lot more work to do. He's not a finished product right now, but what drew me to Quentin Newsom was his size, his athletic ability, the way he sticks on receivers and how he sticks his nose. He's not, he's not afraid to stick his nose 
um, in the run in the run game and run support. Yeah. And I just really respect that about him. And, you know, as he continues to grow, I think he's stepping into Cam Taylor Britt's role right now as the possible number one corner of Nebraska's defense, Eric Schneider's defense. And I think he's going to take it and, and run with it. I think he's going to do very well, just like uh, Cam Taylor Britt did last year. Um, DiCaprio Boodle did before him. Um, so, yeah, I think he could be the next really good corner to come out of Travis Fisher's defensive backs room and Nebraska. Yeah, and it, it, it's interesting too because he's very Quentin Newsom has very quickly become like an elder statesman in that room, yeah, too, right? Exactly. Like it, it, it feels right? like, yeah, it feels like that just happened where we were just talking about him and, and Travis yeah. Fisher was saying that he was his hidden gem and all of that stuff when he came into that class um, a few years ago. And now all of a sudden you, you fast forward, and it's like we blinked and we fast forwarded to the time where he's the veteran guy in the room that could potentially be the next guy to go on to the NFL from that, from Travis Fisher. Like it, it's just like that time just flew so fast with him um and so I, i'm fascinated to read the story i think that that is it's it's really uh, to me knowing that that's like your thing like those big corners is kind yeah. of like, i i don't know if that's weird or not but it just always is i i love big safeties that's what drew me to deshaun singleton yeah. at, a, at a Hutchinson community college he's six foot three over 200 pounds, big, fast. And he drew one of the best, one of my most favorite quotes from Travis Fisher. Travis Fisher is really fun to talk to sometimes, yeah. like when he, when he's in a talking mood, yeah. uh, but like he drew just Deshaun Singleton drew a good quote out of him. Uh, Travis Fisher was like, he's big and I can't coach that. And he's fast and I can't coach that either. So I just, I just, I don't know. I just <laughs> want to see Deshaun, Deshaun Singleton out there running around, you know, tackling the ball you know, interceptions, just running around being a big athlete and Quentin Newsome at six foot one, his arm, his, his wingspan. I love that about him. Um, and obviously Travis Fisher does too. So I'm just really excited to see, you know, how Newsome is going to take this opportunity that he has and kind of, and kind of go with it and, and see what he does with it. And to get a better kind of interesting view on him, I called up his old uh, coach in uh, North Gwinnett High School in Georgia, um, Coach Jeff Carl Carlsberg. He he was a safeties coach over there, okay. and um, he had some really really fun fun stories about Quentin. That's going to be in the story, and and kind of gives his thoughts on what what makes Quentin just a really unique, I guess, uh, corner. Um, right now, a uh, division one corner come, he came from a real powerhouse high school. I yeah. Mean, that high school. I remember that they, they win a lot. <laughs> yeah. North yeah. Gwinnett's legit. They've, they, they're pumping out D one athletes yeah. all the time. So yeah, I have some really fun names in there that, that, that Quentin um, used to play with in high school too. And he's just one of a long line of uh, D one athletes. So yeah, I'm really, really, it was a really fun story to work with. Um, talking with Jeff was, was awesome. He's, he was so cool. Could talk ball with him all day. And I feel like I'd learned a lot. So it was really fun. Let's face it. People have different sleep needs. While you love your partner, sleeping next to them might not always be the most comfortable. Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Maybe you prefer a firmer mattress and your partner needs something softer. Because of the individualized comfort that you get from Sleep Number Smart Beds, you and your partner will sleep better together. All Sleep Number Smart Beds feature cooling, pressure-relieving comfort layers for soothing sleep throughout the night. And their temperature-balancing bedding is designed to move heat and moisture away when you're hot. When you're cool, they hold their energy to help warm you. The Smart Beds even automatically respond and adjust to your movements, 
so you sleep comfortably all night long. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The NBA Finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. Host and former NBA sharpshooter J.J. Redick not only has a plugged-in perspective on the action from his time in the league, but he's also announcing the games in real time for ESPN. J.J. has the ultimate insider point of view, and he's taking you along for the ride as he breaks down the best defensive schemes, dunks, and drives from each game. And speaking of incredible drives... There's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard, BMW, the ultimate driving machine. Yeah, it's interesting too that you when when you start out kind of talking about kind of how these these stories for the yearbook um, come together and kind of you coming in for the first time and doing this and seeing kind of like essentially all of these stories and the way that I kind of describe it to people is that everyone's story is like a cover story or that would be yeah. in the year round magazine, right? Like your mm-hmm. story that you just described could have easily been um, a cover um, in, in a different magazine in, in a different month, right? And that's mm-hmm. always the goal that we have, right? Everyone is is out to write that type of cover story for the subject that they've decided to tackle, um, which is what makes it so much fun to put together, which is why the yearbook is so much bigger um, than than all the other editions um, of the magazine, including the fact that we have so many, um, the position previews, um, opponent team pages and previews as well. Um, you get your one of my favorite things about the yearbook every year um, is the photos of the year, <laughs> where yeah. our great photographers pick out their favorite photos for the year. Um, one day I'm going to ask them to let me be on that photo selection call not because i think i need to be picking photos i just want to see what it's like i want to see the process because i have no idea how they end up kind of narrowing that down to figure it out because the photography is always so good so how do they narrow it down to be able to pick the photos of the year right and so for me, um, for this year, I have been and we've talked about and we started out talking about this, right? When we we're talking about recruiting the different assistant coaches that came to Nebraska staff, right? And there's been so much talk about Mickey Joseph and Bill Bush and their ability on the recruiting trail, their ability as um, coaches that I thought, hey, when we did, a, if, if you remember back to was it with February, we had these roundtables with all of those assistant coaches where we all kind of got to sit and talk with those guys. And I ended up actually not with Bill Bush or Mickey Joseph or um, Coach Whipple, who had on shoes that day. I was actually with Brian Applewhite, the running backs coach. And I remember um, after talking to Brian Applewhite, I I messaged the team and I said, hey, that guy's really interesting. Like just the way that he thinks and the way that he kind of describes football and talks about his passion for football is a little bit different. Like I find him interesting. Like I'm going to put a pin in that. And so my yearbook story is actually about Brian Applewhite and kind of his evolution as a coach and something that he that stood out to me about what he said at that roundtable about his affinity for learning and so i got to spend a lot of time with him 
kind of going through um, each stop that he's had in his coaching career and what he learned from all of those stops. And it's a wide variety of things, both big and small. Um, and, I, and I thought it came together really nicely to kind of shape who he is as a coach and then what it is that he wants to kind of pass down to his players and then kind of what his players' early impressions are of him, right? Because the players got to meet him basically or work with him for the first time this spring. Um, and so I've got a fun quote in there from um, Yant, Jackass Yant, um, about what it's been like to work with him so far. And it, it was earlier in spring. Um, and so I think that he's a Brian Applewhite is a guy that didn't get all of the headlines when they when those hires were first made. But I think that after reading the story and learning more about him, I think that fans are really going to rally around him um, and really be rooting for him because he's just a different kind of a thinker. And I found that really, really interesting. Yeah, that's a good point. Brian Applewhite absolutely flew under the right radar from all the other high high profile, high name um assistants you know like mark whipple and bill bush and uh mickey joseph of course so yeah it's just watching it re-watching his interviews throughout the spring i completely agree with you brian applewhite is cool i like i like yeah. that guy i like listening to him talk i feel like i'd like to listen to him talk about things outside of football too mm-hmm. so um i yeah i think he's gonna do uh, really good things and of course he flipped aj aj allen <laughs> right he's, he's kind of a cool a cool uh high profile running back um, from Louisiana coming up here now. So uh, it's going to be really interesting to see how Brian Applewhite kind of puts his stamp on this program going forward. Yeah. And to see like a a guy that has that type of temperament um, and is all about the details, like to see how that impacts his running back room, because it's one of the key things, like one of the key things about this season coming up for Nebraska is whether or not the running game, especially from the running backs um, can take off for Nebraska, right? As we kind Mm -hmm. of, you know, (laughs) it feels weird to say, but you know, a quarterback led Nebraska and Russia, for the last two years. Nebraska has only had one 1,000-yard rusher in Scott Frost tenure at Nebraska. And if you had told someone that going into year five that that would be the case, um, given what we saw out of his offense at UCF, what historically that offense has done at Oregon, what Chip Kelly is doing with the offense at UCLA, like mm-hmm. you just wouldn't necessarily think that. And so uh, being able to kind of fix what's happening with running back And it's not necessarily, it's such a unique thing because I don't know if, and maybe I'm putting words in your mouth, I don't think that it's a talent issue in the running back room. They need to figure out a rotation and we've got to figure out how to pull out the best out of guys. But I think that to say that there's not talent in that room would be wrong, even though Nebraska did bring in, like you said, they flipped A.J. Allen, who was a TCU commit previously. Um, Anthony Grant as, as coming off of you know being the Juco player of the year and all the stats mm-hmm. that he put up. Um, they added some talent, but there was already talent in that room as well. So that blend of guys is just going to be really fascinating and go a long way. Um paired with the offensive line because you can't have a good running game without that uh will be a real key to the 22 season yeah i agree just to keep it brief i like last year with the running backs i i think there were a lot i think multiple of them would have would have done well if they were given a legit chance and were out there in rotation and, Mm -hmm. and got consistency and and were out there and gained confidence and kept going and kept going but there was no consistency in the rotation at all you know um urban got urban got hurt in the oklahoma game then you know Ramir Johnson kind of emerged a little bit, but, you know, there was just not a lot of uh, consistency and and not a lot of, you know, opportunities for guys to get, get in a groove and get going and, and show what they can do because, you know, Jack as Yant, 
know, he looked good, but then he was off, off the field issues and, and, and things that didn't allow him to be out there. So there's just a lot of things <laughs> that, that didn't work out with the running backs. So um, yeah, I'm really interested to see uh, what, what, what changes, I guess, and, and what, what it looks like on the outside for this season. Now, make sure, again, you, you check out, use the code straight up um, at HaleVarsity.com and get your subscription today. Uh, but I've got a fantastic opportunity for you to work for a rapidly growing company that enjoys the benefits earned with having a competitive, stable history of over 20 years, FCS Edge. FCS Edge is a leading technology innovator serving governmental agencies. They support some of the world's largest patent offices throughout the U.S. and Europe, including European Patent Office, the German Trademark and Patent Office office, plus the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office. Their team is constantly growing, and they're always looking for new people to join their mission. Check out available jobs today at www.jobsatfsc.com. That's www.jobsatfsc.com. Even though this is a little bit different setup for the pod, we are going to have my favorite segment that we end the show on every week called Put Them On Blast, where we basically put someone or something that they did on blast or something that they did or said. Put Them On Blast. Um, Steve, what do you got this week? We put them on blast. Okay, so this is going to be a little odd one, but okay. I like um, odd. I like odd. <laughs> yeah, Top Gun Maverick. If nope. anybody does not like that movie, I'm putting them on blast. So that is my put them on blast for <laughs> anybody who goes and sees Top Gun Maverick and okay. comes not impressed. Shame on you, sir or ma'am, because that is an incredible movie. It is very good. It's action packed. It has very dramatic scenes. It has comedic relief. There's some romance in there with Jennifer Connelly and Tom Cruise. Miles Teller is awesome. He's very in shape. He has an awesome mustache. Put him on blast. Anybody who goes to Top Gun Maverick and comes away disappointed. I did not see that coming. I did not see you putting the haters of Top Gun Maverick on blast. Um, Yeah, that totally took me off guard. guard. Um, Not to derail this entire thing, but now because you've gone ahead and mentioned that, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to put myself on blast. Um, I'm going to actually amend what I was going to do and put myself on blast because it relates to what you said. I was not a Top Gun Maverick hater. Let me (laughs) put this out there up front. But I had not seen the original Top Gun until this past weekend. Yeah. So I I will put myself on blast for that. I blame my wife. Um, She should have, like, she led me astray and didn't, you know, tell me about the movie. I actually, I enjoyed it. I don't want to say I actually enjoyed it because people are going to come after me. I, I don't know what I was expecting. I wasn't expecting to come away from it liking it as much. I did I did really like it. Now, that it made me more interested to see Top Gun Maverick because I want to see what that movie is like with like modern technology. Exactly. In special effects. Like I think that you, would make you, it really you cool. You bring up a good point. You bring up a good point, Greg. Um, you have to keep in mind that the original was made in 1986. So just keep that in mind when when anybody who hasn't seen the original, when you go and watch it, it was a 1986 release. So it's old. Right. (laughs) So, you know, the new one is, again, the technology is so much better. The, The jets, the the real the real filming that they did inside cockpits when with with the jets. I mean, it was incredible. So it's just a very, very cool um, action-packed movie if you're into the whole thing with the you know fighter pilots and and top gun like the actual school that teaches these pilots how to dogfight in the air and it's it's a very cool thing they made it into an excellent story i think so um yeah, yeah. just 
it's two different things, the original and, and the remake that was made in, in right now in, in modern times. So I am, I am definitely more excited to check that out now. Um, and, and hopefully we could pull, I got to try to figure it out like IMAX, one of those 270, 270 degree screens. If we, if we, can yeah, I'd, I'd suggest those, like, going to going to uh, watching it like that. that yeah. That's what I'm going to, I'm going to try. I'm going to try. But hey, that's going to do it for us this week. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast everywhere you listen to them. Rate us and leave us a five-star review. If you only leave four, then I'm inclined to think you're a hater like the people that didn't like Top Gun Maverick. Make sure you're checking out the other podcasts on the Hill Varsity Network, the Mind Your Own Podcast, Varsity Club, Nebraska Press Post Game Show, and also the Hill Varsity Radio Show. Make sure you're also checking out the Hill Varsity YouTube. Give those videos likes, subscribe to that video so you know you, or subscribe to the channel so that you never miss any of those videos. I'm back on there uh, with more recruiting content as well and you can get after us on twitter at greg smith hb and at steve underscore mark we'll catch y'all next week a huda media production